Warning, the following content contains sounds. Some sapiens of Homo have episodic memories with undesired correlation sensations with particular sounds depending upon their mood and personalities. Although many attach their identities with notions and actions, the mockery that is included in here is directed towards the latter two and not the first. Having said that, hello, welcome to Correlation Sensations, a show where I talk about your mother's mammalian protuberances. Yes, yes. Mm. Strap on your seatbelts and put your strap on top to get well and dirty with Correlation Sensations. The most epic podcast ever in the world. You must like, subscribe, and follow us. And share us to your friends. And show them how filthy you really are. This is episode number nine for Hippocrates. You must get on your knees like you did for Empedocles for Hippocrates. Ah. Thank you, Mr. Cork. Void will come soon, I hope. You really think so? Maybe. Oh, that's not very optimistic of you. I know, but uh, you can't always be, you know, 100% optimistic. That's just crazy. Why not? My mother used to do it. Yeah? And why did she jump off the building so manically, thinking that she could survive the fall by flying because she had enough flatulence for everybody? Don't you talk about my mother. This is episode motherfucking nine. And I am about to tell you about one other dude. Yep, not very much on neuroscience, but he is impacting neuroscience as we speak in the past. Like it's happening right now, or back then now. Yeah, that's what I meant, yep. If you hadn't noticed, I'm not going to tell you. Did you guess? Yeah, yeah, I think you know. Yep, Hippocrates. 460 to 370 BCE. But like everything in the past, it is all just speculation. Speculative. Yep. In 460 BCE, on an island named Kos, a sapien of the Homo that is listed in the title for this section, has been born. Kos is currently the third largest of what are named the Dodecanes Islands. Yep. Just east and much closer to the country named Turkey than it is to the mainland of what they call Greece. Not even the Greek people call it Greece, but I am not going into that. Kos is and was still considered Greek, even though it is geographically different in relation to the mainland, mm-hmm. 
The sea surrounding Kos is called Aegean, I think. Let me look it up. Hmm? Aegean. Aegean, yep, the Aegean Sea. Mm -hmm. Although a lot of what I am communicating through in this medium is primarily biography for this part, history of these individuals I find important because it displays a narrative of individuals and what they have accomplished or what is said that they have accomplished. It also helps show some beliefs with this narrative. And it also shows how far and all the actions we have come all over the place with for the growth of neuroscience. This isn't a geography lesson in history, so I'm not going more in depth on the Aegean Sea and blah blah blah. And I'm not going to go over like the Persian Empire and Turkey and uh, Thanksgiving. That is not what is this for, no? So I will go more into the life of Hippocrates. I am relying on the website, which dedicated itself to biographies, which relies mostly on a biography published around 500 years after Hippocrates' life, which said to be uh, documented by another sapien of the Homo named Soranus. If you hadn't known about it, Soranus is a name. Yep, and it is spelled S-O-R. A-N-U-S. So, Uranus. Yep. And that's what I'm going to call it. Because I'm not going to talk about them anymore. Except for right now. So, Uranus, who is also considered a Greek and a physician, like the primary subject of interest in this episode. Which in itself is a branch off of the legend along with historically significant medical writings. It's part of what is labeled as the Hippocratic Corpus. Corpus, not corpse. Anywho, Hippocrates, Let me look that up, huh? This is one doozy of a word, folks. It takes a lot of research to find this out. Listen to your music in the background, or while oh, using other Jesus apps. Christ. Free trial of YouTube Premium today. Oh, fuck you, YouTube. I'm gonna tube on you. Here we go. Here it comes. You ready? Asclepiades. Asclepiades. Mm, makes sense, yes. Okay. So, Hippocrates... Asclepiates is the formal name that has been given to our subject. Asclepiates is said to mean uh, to be the senate of Asclepios. I'm not going to look that one up. Which is the doctor god. Mm -hmm. They have the god for doctors. It's a nice touch to a legend. Similarly... To uh, what I assume most people remember through uh, the tides of history, Hippocrates is said to have been born into a wealthy family. The names of his biological parents, unless his mother copulated with someone other than the male name that has been given, are Praxithia and Heraclides. Mm -hmm. They both sound very feminine to me, but then again, we are in the gender bender right now. Yep. 
It's assumed by some that what was considered a solid education on the basic subjects was given to Hippocrates. Following that, a formal secondary school is said to be where he went to next, the name of which was not given, and in onward hold bags to their medical training. Many humans who dedicate a large portion of their time to studying history are said to believe that Hippocrates' medical training was taught by his own father in another sapien of the homo named Hereticus, which is also considered another physician. More beliefs on Hippocrates' life include that he practiced medicine while traveling throughout the Greek mainland possibly even labia majora and egypt oops this is smudge right there not labia majora libya yeah libya and egypt it's a good idea to be moving on if you ask me especially when you're trying to learn medicine especially when it's back then with uh you know not so many regulations and uh higher educated training you might uh kill a couple people give them the wrong stuff a lot or just fail to help at all you might might want to be a, on a traveling caravan moving really fast back to topic oh I think I got something here oh it's a text who is it oh guess what people Void sent me a text that he fell asleep oh I'm gonna give him a quick call. Heh, <laughs> gonna give him some shit if you ask me. Let's see here, hmm. What do you think of now? Gonna humiliate him in front of all the fans. Oh, there's that the bitch again. He didn't even pick up. That son of a bitch. Hmm. Maybe he lost his phone in his sleep. Around 400 BCE, during the later stages of Hippocrates' life, the methods he has been given credit for in the medical world are said to have been developed to uh, the point of where he was able to influence others in honing their skills of what he oftentimes referred to as the art of medicine. By opening up a medical school in Kos, he did this very well. Enough so there were over 60 different books in what is called the Hippocratic Corpus. Anywho, not only did he teach people who were unrelated to him, it's presumed that he also had to perform the, the coitus, mm -hmm. yeah, resulting in two sons. The methods I had mentioned previously that Hippocrates is given credit for were the inspection of patients by doing his patients with two tools. Oh wait, no, he ended up using two tools 
to uh, inspect his patients, yep. The two tools that are said to be used by Hippocrates are palpitation and auscultation. Ho, 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 ho. So, such a good host that Gork is, unlike a void, I did some research here. We have palpation. You know what palpation is? I bet you do, because it's a very common term nowadays. Tell you what, fairly colloquial vernacular, hmm? Yeah, see, I learned a big fancy words. For those who don't know what the palpation is, I suggest you palpate your anus. No, that's not nice. I'm nice. My name's Lur, better be quiet. Let me take over while you calm down. You're apparently uh, really emotional that the voice is not here right now. Yeah, so? Well, you better sit down. You drink some of your coffee. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Here it is. Here. Yeah, let me stir up some of the sugar in here for you. Oh, yeah, that's... This gonna be good, I bet. Oh, yeah, baby, it is. <sighs> oh, yeah, much better. Yeah, you just sit there and let me take care of everything. Oh, by the way, what's your name again? Well, you can call me whatever you want. I was never given a name because I never had any family. Oh, that's very sad. Well, you know what? It's not that bad because here I am doing the awesome shit for you. Yeah, that is true. So, we're here for those who don't know what palpation is, yes? It is a process of inspection by using one's hands to feel the patient's body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A quick or thorough rubdown, if you will. When those who are men reach a certain age, even those who are, you know, had a little snip snip or, you know, got a little poopy added there and uh, changed their gender, they're still, you know, genetically a male. When they get to a certain age, the doctor has uh, one form of uh, checking the patient to make sure their prostate is okay. This is when they will palpate the prostate with their finger. Now, Google has uh, specific directions on how you can do this. Although I don't recommend performing it by yourself. You may get a little problem, hmm? Yeah, that's enough. You, 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 uh, you did enough. Okay. So, um, you can also cup your meninges, and you can also poke and rub them down, you know, check the contents of your scrotum, um, that's a form of palpitation, and another one for the ladies, you know, cause you got to be all inclusive nowadays, god damn, you better want to check for any abnormal growth in your uh, mammalian protuberances, so you can palpate your titties, yep. And then when one hears or looks at the word auscultation, you can notice that the beginning of the word, which is a root, is uh, AU. And you can find this root in another word, audio. Yeah, baby. Using one ear to check for signs of diseases and abnormalities for like irregular heart beating, um, difficulty breathing like wheezing or some holes. You can hear heart murmurs. 
You can also hear gastrointestinal irritability. It is important for humans to use their hands and ears for checking other humans for diseases. Yep. And if a person happens to be deaf or doesn't have any hands, I highly recommend that you do not become a doctor until they get the neural link right with Elon Musk to where they can, uh, you know, add cameras for eyes and so forth. Microphones for ears. I do not think that you want to become a doctor. Yeah, that's not true. Hey, where did the other one go? Void too. Did he leave me too? I think he fell asleep as well. No, I'm here. I, I, well, I was a little sleepy. I just, oh, you just rubbed my eyes. Oh, there's something wrong with people named Void today. Oh, it's okay. I I can just... No, you just uh, go away, you little fuckbag. Oh, that's not very nice. So? Not very nice to be inconsiderate if you ask me, Void 2. Yeah, it's okay. I'm here now. Not too late. Uh, back to topic. It's a widely accepted assumption that Hippocrates had a vast amount of experience with wound care. Meanwhile, the primary source, source number one for the biographical information I use for the sapien of the homo, highly doubts that there was any use of autopsy from Hippocrates. Source number four, which is a scholarly article, uh, suggests that there is a contradicting information regarding that one. But that was just the abstract, and I was highly let down when I got done with the really long abstract, thinking that it was the full study, and realizing that they wanted me to pay $40 for some article. They can blow me. I uh, decided to look up synonyms for the word autopsy, and uh, they are as follows. Dissection, necropsy, and a post-mortem examination. Much like Alchemion of uh, Croton, in the Ayurvedic system of the Hindu medicine. It is said that Hippocrates viewed the analyzing component of the outside world is the brain. In addition to thinking this, it is also conveyed that he identified the brain as the interpreter of consciousness, in the center of intellect, and will power. Credit is given to Hippocrates for being uh, aware of multiple concepts that are deemed valid on the subject of neurology. Ho ho, I find something very cute to avoid too, if you want to look. When I put aware, I put aweary. Oh, that is really funny. Yeah, now go away. The scholarly article source, number four, I use references a treatise named On the Sacred Disease. is held in high regards when it comes to both neurology and epilepsy. Mention of uh, apoplexy, apoplexy, yes. Mention of apoplexy, hemiplegia, and paraplegia are indicated in the treatise, credited to Hippocrates himself. What are those clinical terms, one might ask? Apoplexy is clinically defined as being incapacitated from a cerebral hemorrhage or stroke. Hemoplegia is when one side of the body becomes paralyzed. The roots of hemoplegia are the two Greek words hemo and plesia, meaning half-stroke. Now the term is in Latin. What? 
God damn it. There's that zombified language again. Blast it. Where's Void when you need someone to complain with? I thought I told you to go back in your hole, Latin. Damn you. For those who don't know what paraplegia is, it is from the Greek words para and plesine, meaning beside and to strike. Ooh, paraplegia itself is a word which describes the primary known cause for this disease. One might like to know that uh, about 10% of PubMed articles reference the Corpus Hippocratum, while 7% of neuroscience scopus reviews do the same. Although the Edwin Smith papyrus shows knowledge on a paraplegia, prior prism, which is persistent in painful erection to the penis, uncontrollable. It also includes quadriplegia. There is no publicly known evidence of who participated in documenting such a treatise. And even though the Ayurvedic system of Hindu medicine shows some form of understanding on how the brain is connected to uh, controlling, implementing, perceiving, and sensation, Hippocrates is currently the first publicly known individual who marks the moment of developing localization of certain aspects of the brain and links the brain to various different elements, thus deeming Hippocrates with the title Forefather of Neurology. Ooh, fancy, fancy, fancy. Yeah, that is one of the You, I know, I am lonely. Here alone, without a void. I'm going to go crazy. I wonder if the guitar player for Escape Cut could, like, you know, teach me how to play guitar. Doesn't look too hard. I mean, he does it pretty well, and I've kicked him in the head about 20 times. Seems to be okay. Then I could start singing and making my own music and playing with him. Yeah. They seem to take their stuff seriously. Anywho. The cause of death for Hippocrates is currently unknown to the public, as goes for the age of him. The ancient Greek town called Larissa, which is no longer here, is said to be the place of death for Hippocrates during the year 377 BCE. Estimated ages around the 80s and the 90s are given by some. His primary impacts that are recognized are to that of medicine and standard ethical practices which also includes the formulating of concepts on how the brain is related to various diseases and functions. Ooh. Now, we're going to go into uh, the Hippocratic Corpus. <coughs> Not just one, two, three, or four books. What is called the Hippocratic Corpus is 60 times 1, 20 times 3, and so on and so forth, like I had mentioned. For some reason, my primary source indicated that these books are called the oldest writings on medicine. For some reason, I don't know why, I thought older texts like the Ayurvedic system of Hindu medicine might be older, you know. And it is on medicine. And uh, I guess acupuncture texts are not the part of medicine, even though it shows that it is connected through our neurological pathways. And the Egyptian treatises 
that have been found, including the Edwin Smith papyrus, on the medicine, for some weird reason are not before that either, huh? Bunch of nonsense and hooey. Thank you, Biography.com, for neglecting much of history when it comes to your Eurocentric, uh, belief system on history. Be gone. These books are suggested to have been compiled around a hundred years following Hippocrates' death. It is believed by some of those same people who spend so much time studying history that the documents were produced by multiple different people other than Hippocrates, but include some of Hippocrates' own writings. I would, I would postulate that uh, some of these uh, people who wrote it were... Uh, people who went to the school and were underneath the tutelage of Hippocrates himself. But nevertheless, that is all up to postulation in further analysis and until uh, more evidence comes forward from different uh, people doing their investigation, we may never know. But they kind of find it funny, you know. Some people like to uh, dedicate, you know, credit for certain individuals for leading different programs and different wars and different actions, you know, so on and so on. Let me take a drink real quick. Yeah, you take that drink there, Gork. Ah. Uh, you know, I could see that since uh, some of these uh, teachers, uh, you know, help influence their uh, disciples that one could easily give a credit towards the teacher, even though the action was carried out by the students. If one was to take this same line of reasoning, you could uh, take it all the way back to the beginning of reality. Mm -hmm. So we might as well be thinking the Big Bang mm -hmm. for everything. Almighty Big Bang. Oh, big bang, 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 big, big, bang, bang, big. The Almighty. Everything which relies on you, the big bang. That reminds me, I forgot to pray today. Oh, mighty energy. From the banging of the big, the coitus of energy have brought forth many children which flourished into different forms of molecules. Oh, mighty, mighty, mighty atomic explosions. Oh, great gaseous intestinal clouds of the universe. Birthing like a big fecal matter bowel movements in the universe. Nice nuclear-powered balls on fire. Giving birth to more and more. It in making life. The consciousness of being brought forth into more organized and complicated forms like life. Oh, great big bang. Thank you for dealing with me. You must practice tolerance towards me and my religious beliefs. These writings in the Hippocratic Corpus are said to have covered a variety of topics in medicine. It also has a pharmacists and physicians and what is called laypersons. 
The latter of the three is listed and is assumed by Biography.com to, uh, to be able to relay information in which the patient can comprehend. Although I would argue many people would have been instructed to perform certain tasks regarding their own health. Since, you know, letting food be your medicine kind of thing is something that a patient should be doing and not the doctor. You know, what do you want the doctor to do? Chew for you too? Huh. Ridiculous. And then, uh, let me see here. I'm going to go into some quotes which will explain more of what I think. Whew, I already said basically this first quote. Let food be thy the medicine, and medicine be thy food. Life is short, and art is long. The art is long. Wherever the art of medicine is loved, there is also a love for humanity. Walking is man's best medicine. Oh, you think the doctor should walk for you too? The life is so short, the craft is so long to learn. Everything in excess is opposed to nature. Tell that to the ocean, forest, beaches, and sun, etc., etc. Healing is a matter of time, but it is sometimes also a matter of opportunity, like the opportunity of healthcare. Natural forces within us are the true healers of disease. It is more important to know what sort of person has a disease than to know what sort of disease a person has. I like that one. There are in fact two things, science and opinion. The former begets knowledge, the latter ignorance. Or this other quote, which is uh, like the same thing but different. Science is the father of knowledge, but opinion breeds ignorance. What about art, huh, Hippocrates, you know? I would say the art of medicine, you say? I could go along the lines like that which one creatively uses knowledge from science with creativity is art. Anywho, those quotes that I listed are from source number two. In case you are interested to check me, you know, fact checked. Because I don't do that myself. I already did it. If you don't trust me, I understand. I am not a fake science, although I do have some silly stuff. No, they're all serious, boss. <laughs> yeah, that's right, I am boss. Now rub my feet. Okay. So, let's go to source number three. Whenever a doctor cannot do good, he must be kept from doing harm. That's a good quote. Prayer indeed is good. But while calling on the gods, a man should himself lend a hand. I like that one too. If we could give every individual the right amount of nourishment and exercise, not too little and not too much, we would have found the safest way to health. Ooh, I like that one too. Cure sometimes, treat often, comfort always. Ooh. Extreme remedies are very appropriate for extreme diseases. Keep a watch also on the faults of the patient which often makes them lie about taking of things prescribed. Whoa. What medicines do not heal, the lance will. 
what the lance does not heal, fire will. Ooh, that sounds serious. A physician without the knowledge of astrology has no right to call himself a physician. Okay, boss. Who's there, boss? Oh, you don't want to meet him. His name is Captain the Grouch Gobbler, but I call him Captain whatever derogatory things I can think of. Ha <laughs> ha, yeah, that's funny, boss. That's kind of like what I do with you. Oh, yeah? No, nothing? Well, I think I know what you're getting at, buddy. Perhaps I've been too hard on you. Maybe I should do something to boost morale around here. Maybe that's why Void did not come. Or answer my fucking phone. I think I'm going to get him. And chop him up. In little pieces. And feed him to the band. A scapegoat is getting really hungry. Anywho, the chief virtue that language can have is clearness. And nothing detracts from it so much as the use of unfamiliar words. Oh, probably why the Hippocratic Corpus includes colloquial vernacular for the quote-unquote layman. A wise man should consider that health is the greatest of human blessings. And learn how, by his own thought, to derive benefits from its illness. From his illness. Those are from source number three. Fact check that if you want. I think the most that the one called a physician would have done would be to diagnose, prescribe, give directions on prescriptions along with showing how to find and process various plants and other foods in order to perform a concocting and administering medication. In performing some of the more difficult tasks, such as uh, repositioning joints, is what I think that physician would have done back in the day. But then again, I am not what they call a historian. Between you and me, let's keep this a secret, folks. I don't have a degree. Back to topic. Record keeping is considered something that was of great importance for those who learned from Hippocrates' school of medicine. Things like patient medical history, treatments in relationship with the weather, along with illnesses that have been noted throughout the patient's past, are kept in records. The least ambiguous cause one could possibly imagine was used. This was natural forces. Ha ha. Satire. Good one, boss. <laughs> you go away. This is considered a new turn for medicine, according to Biography.com, considering gods were the primary assumed culprit during Hippocrates' lifetime. Nevertheless, through the data that has been collected throughout history, the majority of people, including many politicians after Hippocrates' lifetime, still equated a lot of life's aspects to the gods, not just disease. I have a feeling that most of you knew that, or had to believe that, but I confirmed it, so you can trust on me, Gork. Much like a couple of the quotes indicated, the primary focus was that of the people who were sick rather than the nature of the illnesses themselves. 
this makes a lot of sense to me. Even nowadays, more people are studying based on genetic relationship of people and their environment to get a more personalized treatment. Another consideration one could point to is the poor diet, which leads to things like diabetes, leaky gut syndrome, obesity, degeneration of cartilage due to overloading the joints because of obesity, and various other diseases like calcium deficiencies, vitamin D deficiencies. This has a lot to do with the patient's consumption along with their genetics. I would also like to include whatever action one might have taken, you know, certain drugs like alcohol, tobacco, caffeine, so on and so forth. Since it is documented that the section was considered a taboo at the time, Descriptions of internal organs are said to have been based off external observations in comparison based off dissection of various animals other than humans. If uh, only more people had traveled to India during Hippocrates' lifetime, they would have been able to use much information that was inside of the Sushrut Samhita from the Ayurvedic system of Hindu medicine. If you don't know what I'm talking about, just scroll up or down, go from episode 1 all the way up, okay? <clears throat> I also find it interesting that even though they're making comparison with various animals to humans, that the theory of evolution is not seen to have been concocted prior to Darwin. That's odd. Also, I find it out that uh, it was considered unethical to dissect humans. Hmm. Pretty interesting because even though it would help progress knowledge for the human body, leading to better treatment and understanding of the human body for the living humans, this was unethical? Jeez. Get your priorities straight, people. Dead people don't matter. Living people matter. Right now, I mean... Of course, the actions of the dead people influence what's happening now. Yeah, sure. But, I mean, other than that, you're not affecting the past just because you cut open a corpse or two. Not that I have uh, any, uh, any experience doing that. Huh? And there's also evidence that people had drilled into people's heads and brains, performing different uh, different programs, I guess, if you want to call it that. And that was way before Hippocrates' time. Nevertheless, that is for something I will go over later, around Galen's time. But for now, pretend like I didn't say shit. Now, this is a short episode. I didn't go much into uh, neuroscience, or the specific writings or documents accredited to Hippocrates. I save that for next episode. That is what we will do, and we will cover the neuroscientific portion of it, if you want to call it that. I've already read the book, though, and I've done the writing, but I didn't want to split up the book section, you know, from like the first half hour of the book and then do the next 45 minutes. No, it's a whole another episode's worth of information. So, I would like to thank Scapegoat. You could check them out 
In the description, we have a credit section where you can find and contact us on Correlation Sensation. And also, you can contact the scapegoat, the band, the great people. And, you know, you should follow them. They, uh, they are going to start playing now, I hope, with their bass player, who's uh, new to the band, beginning in March 2020. Hey. Now that I mention it, I think 2020 has something to do with good vision. Sometimes people say hindsight is 2020. Yeah, that is uh, interesting. I wonder if anybody else has thought about that. I'm pretty sure a bunch of people have. You're such a party pooper. Yeah, but you gotta be realistic about things, Rourke. What? Who'd ask you? Oh, I'm sorry, boss. I wonder why anybody would talk bad about you. You go fuck yourself, in the butt. No. Yes. No. Yes. Fuck you. Eh. Jesus Christ. So, next week, we're gonna go over the Hippocratic Oath. And one treatise giving credit for Hippocrates specifically on the sacred disease. Which I've already read. It's a fairly... It's fairly short compared to many other treatises, but nevertheless, it's good. I'm gonna find some more stuff, do some more digging. I want to make this more, more neuroscientific, you know. I want more evidence that Hippocrates had, you know, done his fair share in order to get his name plastered up, unlike, you know, Empedocles or Alchemion or some other dude who never was up on our podcast because he never made an impact and he was never mentioned. Anywho, I leave in peace, in the void. If you are listening, I am going to cut you up and I am going to boil your skin and I am going to make a skin suit out of you and I am going to rob a bank posing as you and yen Yen, I'm going to boil you more, and I'm going to make bone meal out of you, and fertilize my garden with your bones. And then, I am going to take your eyeballs, and I am going to put them in my meninges, so I can have four balls. Ha 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 ha! Yes. And then, going to make sausage with your, your intestines. Then I'm going to feed them to your earth parents. <laughs> but uh, I hope you don't listen to it because that's my plan for next time. <laughs> yeah, bye.
Once you keep this fact in the mind of you